0: Music, Hope, Word, and Prayer, a podcast of rich music, hopeful prayer, and inspiring meditations with East Brentwood Presbyterian Church, a community church in the greater metropolitan area of Nashville, Tennessee. We are a faith community made up of a loving, welcoming family of believers in honest conversation with God. We seek to emulate the ministry of Jesus through compassionate service— with stimulating and relevant exploration of God's Word, and by sharing that Word and God's many blessings with our neighbors in Middle Tennessee and around the world. Everyone I know is hoping that 2022 will be an easier path than the ones we've been trotting the last few years. In this episode, we explore the idea of paths forward, both those that seem easy, but more importantly, the ones that are a little more ambiguous. Today's scripture takes us on a road trip with the three wise men, the Magi, as they search for the Christ child. I imagine that for the Magi, walking to Bethlehem was not easy. I imagine that following a star for navigation was definitely not easy. However, I also imagine that the hardest part might have been not knowing where the road would lead. We're not always the best versions of ourselves when we are faced with. Uncertainty or changing plans. Facing the unknown pulls on every ounce of our anxiety and fear. It rings all of our stress alarms and can erode our patience, our calm, our sense of perspective. But fortunately for us, we worship a God who is gracious beyond imagination and meets us on every twist and turn of the road home. So let us join together in prayer now, knowing that even in our worst moments, We are held by God. God of hoped for and changed plans, no matter which roads we take in this one wild and precious life, we know that God walks with us. God never leaves our side. When the road changes and we find ourselves on a new path home, God is always there. So hear and believe the good news. No matter where we go, no matter what we do, We are claimed, loved, and held by God. Thanks be to God for a love like that. The scripture reading for this episode comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, end of a year is a strange thing. We often view it as simultaneously an end point and the beginning of a new journey. Based on how your year went, you might focus more on either the ending or the beginning, depending on which is more significant. As we mark the beginning of the new year, I find myself reflecting on the unexpected gifts from last year, that second year of the pandemic. You know, during that first year, there were so many people who seemed to have found a way to flourish. You know, back in 2020, when so many people claimed to be embracing the extra time with family, finding a talent and a love of baking, or shedding the extras of life and devoting oneself to what really matters. I, however, found myself just struggling to keep it all together during that first year. But the second year, Despite the many challenges it presented, I rediscovered a love for many things I had put on hold, or simply ignored, as I succumbed to the hustle and bustle that comes along with raising a family that you love desperately. I had an epiphany of sorts. Fitting, wouldn't you say, as we mark the epiphany of this year. In literary terms, an epiphany is that moment in the story where a character achieves realization, awareness, or a feeling of knowledge, after which events are seen through the prism of this new light. For me, my epiphany was that in caring for others, I somehow had forgotten to care for myself and trust myself in the decisions that I was making. And now, looking through this lens, so much is illuminated. Over the past six months or so, I rediscovered a love for reading in all its forms. Well, almost all of its forms. Fiction, especially historical fiction, is my thing. I don't care what time period it's set in. I am all in. Nonfiction? Fascinating. As a recovering academic, acquiring knowledge is an invigorating endeavor I just cannot resist. But poetry? Poetry is a bit more problematic. Poetry can make you feel, for sure, but it can also play games with your mind. With poetry, one can never be quite sure what the right interpretation may be. And for those of us preoccupied with doing the right thing, being the right person, or finding the right solution, ambiguity can be problematic. You never know quite which way to go with poetry. It's funny. Life is pretty similar. It's hard to know which way to go sometimes. This past week in his meditation, Richard Rohr wrote that in Scripture, Jesus says, the Spirit blows where it will. Jesus' message to us is clear. Don't ever try to control the Spirit and say where it comes from, where it goes, or who has it? Over the last year, I found myself recalling one particular poem from high school, The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. You remember this one, right? Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy, and wanted wear. Though, as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning, equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. We all have a road not taken, don't we? Blown this way and that by the Spirit. The road we choose can make all the difference. Each road we take marks an end to something and a beginning of something else. We all have a moment where we aren't quite sure if we should trust ourselves, trust God, trust the choices we have made, trust the road we are taken, or trust the direction we've been blown. But each path offers gifts, sometimes unexpected, but nonetheless important and precious. In the scripture, The magi have a road not taken moment, an epiphany after which nothing is quite the same. You see, the story of epiphany and the wise men's journey has both a dramatic beginning and an end. Most folks focus on the beginning. Three learned men from a foreign land leave their native home and religion to embark upon a pilgrimage, seeking a glimpse of the divine and the Christ child. They're not quite sure what they're going to find, but the draw of the road is irresistible. At first, though being drawn toward the divine, they follow the predictable path. Perhaps the road most traveled. How many of us, if given the chance, would choose this path? A road trip to glimpse, glimpse the divine? I am in. I actually just got home from a road trip, a three-day travel extravaganza, to grasp my own moment with the divine, magic with my children, free from responsibilities and cares of the day. And like the wise men, I couldn't help but share my excitement with the world via social media. As learned men, not unlike modern-day academics or moms who feed off encouragement on social media— the Magi could not help but tell everyone of the thesis they were working on. Scripture tells us they asked everyone they encountered, where is the child who has born, been born king of the Jews? We have observed his star at its rising. Unlike modern-day academics, though, their assertions were heated, and the news spread like wildfire, causing intrigue and fear among many including the king. Being granted audience with Herod, the wise men must have felt themselves at the apex of their career. Imagine a leader asking for advice and counsel from the most learned men of their age. Talk about a gift as a reward for following the predictable path. And this was not a one-time deal. The king himself wanted to follow up with a visit to debrief on the findings of their inquiry once their quest was finished. I imagine the wise men felt that they had finally made it. Any academic who is on the cusp of tenure will tell you that the official nod from those on high, validating the work they spent decades creating and refining, doesn't change the nature or quality of their efforts, but it does something to one's perception of themselves and their sense of self worth and identity. The same can happen for a mom who's made it through quite a year, getting lots of likes and hearts on Facebook. It can trigger a release of endorphins that create a sense of well-being and happiness. The king wants our counsel. We've finally made it. Oh, they love that last story. This is awesome. But then the wise men throw it all away because of a dream. For all my life, I've read this line, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. It's a no-brainer. Of course they went home a different way. Herod was a monster. He wanted to harm the Christ child, not honor him. It's so easy to see that they made the right choice. Hooray and Merry Christmas indeed. It's interesting. The rest of the story gets 11 verses. This part? Only one. Indeed, it was the right thing to do, but did the Magi know that at the time? Was it as simple as the scripture make it sound? Was it the natural or easy choice for them? I'm not so sure. And in fact, knowing what I have learned over the last few years, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I suspect it was a decision wrought with self-doubt and second-guessing giving up what they thought would be in order to embrace a could-be, a might-be, a should-be. Being warned in a dream, the Magi chose a different direction to journey back home. This we know. This decision leads them away from Herod's deception, manipulation, and harm. But we cannot forget that in doing this, The Magi made a subversive choice to disobey Herod. They listened to God speaking to them through their dreams. They give up any hopes of glory, laud, and honor in this world for the sake of glory, laud, and honor in the next. They choose a different way, one that is filled with inner joy and peace rather than the external accolades and rewards of now. Imagine the moment when the wise men awake from their collective dream. They must have been stunned and a bit wary. I imagine the awkward looks, the questioning. Did you hear that? They know they can return home as they came. Perhaps that route is more direct, more familiar, more known. In fact, everything they have known and experienced in life up to this point tells them that that is what they should do. That way, likely has more town centers marketplaces, and resources along the way. More opportunities for likes from their peers. They will be granted audience with the king again, and perhaps even be granted a reward, a gift for their loyalty and diligence to the tasks that they have been given by virtue of their work and life choices up until this point. But they've been warned in a dream to avoid Herod, By God, no less, which will require them to choose another route home. Perhaps this alternative route is longer, less known, and more dangerous. They will not receive the accolades they have anticipated and perhaps even longed for, work their entire careers to earn. Not only that, will they be seen as disloyal, flighty? Will some accuse them of being unsuccessful in their quest? Just another example of them changing their minds, not sticking to the prescribed or expected path? Well, those who knew of what they had been asked to do spread rumors that maybe they just weren't up to the task. Their training and acumen not quite as sharp as everyone thought. Not good enough to achieve success. What a waste of talent." they could be perceived as failures in the court of public opinion even though they know they are doing the right thing did they ever doubt that they had made the right choice did they close did those close to them try to convince them there was another way did some say don't give up on everything you've worked so hard for just because you have a feeling that you're called to something greater something different have you been told something similar? Have you said something similar? In our artist statement for the wise men's dream, Reverend Lauren Wright Pittman writes that the wise men are ready and willing to discern God's will in the outward, tangible signs of creation, as well as the inner contours of their own minds. God is in it all, and they are paying attention. I recently had a kitchen sink conversation with a close friend about this very thing. I call these kitchen sink conversations both because we talk about anything and everything, but also because we chat via video message while we're washing dishes or preparing dinner for our families. In this particular exchange, we went back and forth about the universal presence of God and the ways in which we can experience the divine and the direction of the divine in all things if we only but pay attention. Is this what it means to be wise? Is this why we refer to these three individuals as the wise men? Because they were willing to pay attention and act on faith inspired by God's will made manifest in both nature and within the recesses of their inner knowing, despite so many pressures and distractions calling them to ignore it. Consider this definition of wisdom. The Magi are so attuned to the divine that they avoid Herod's manipulation and keep Christ from harm. Talk about a serious gift in taking the unexpected and unanticipated path home, both literally and figuratively. Have you chosen a different path, one that was less certain or direct? If so, what made all the difference? Are you in the midst of this journey, or maybe on the cusp of it? Have you denied yourself this path because it just seems too unthinkable, too difficult, too hard? As our own journeys continue this year, we remember we must sometimes make bold choices to choose a different way home, a way that may be difficult, but one that might yield rewards and gifts unmatched. In this new year, I challenge you to seek God's will by paying attention to tangible and intangible signs of the Holy Spirit stirring within you. This epiphany, open yourself to the idea that the arrival of the Magi, who were Persian priests and astrologers from the East, their arrival at the birth of Jesus reminds us once again of the company God gathers to witness and worship the Christ child. Our universal, relational God called non-Jews, foreigners, outcast shepherds, strangers, and unwed parents. These are the people who come to celebrate God in flesh. Herod, a man representing imperial power and violence, is kept away. How does the epiphany story expand our imagination of how God creates home by another way, gathering unexpected people... In unexpected ways. How does the unexpected path bring gifts despite the challenges? Paul writes in Ephesians, This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me. This week in his new series, Richard War writes, All I know is I'm forever being drawn through everything, each manifestation, calling for surrender, communion, and intimacy. So, The beginning of this new year, I ask you to search for the ways God, through the Holy Spirit, provides another path, not one free from doubt, risk, or uncertainty, but one that offers a way forward, that brings us in our world closer to the gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love, those promised and longed for in the birth of Christ, who is ever with us Even when we select the unexpected path, the road less traveled, even when we feel, just like Paul, that we are the least of all the Lord's people, this grace, this gift, is given to us, is given to you. Amen. God of Epiphany, whether the path ahead is familiar or unknown, easy or treacherous, give thanks for the knowledge that you call us home, that you come for us all, the seen and the unseen, and love all of us without ceasing. May we go in courage and in peace. Amen. Thank you for joining East Brentwood Presbyterian Church today for music, hope, word, and prayer. To learn more about the life and ministry of EBPC, our commitment to being a Matthew 25 congregation, or to support this ministry with a financial contribution, visit us at our website, ebpctn.org, or visit us on Facebook at East Brentwood PC, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, EBPC Videos.